Welcome to this ProSurvive podcast, part of our ongoing series, Outsourcing Talks. My name is Paul Morrison, and I'm Managing Director at uh, Transformation Advisors ProSurvive. Today, our topic is barriers to transformation and innovation in BPO. And I'm lucky to have on hand, as if by magic, industry veteran and ProSurvive CEO, Rakesh. Welcome, Rakesh. Hello, thank you very much, Paul. Hello, everyone. I'm Rakesh Sangani. And we're going to dive into the discussion in a moment, but just to open it up, I guess when we're talking transformation and innovation in BPO, this is uh, quite often a, a sore topic amongst uh, users of BPO um, clients uh, who've invested in BPO in the past, in that they often complain or fear that they're not really seeing enough of it. Uh, in terms of the services they receive. So BPO at its most basic business process outsourcing, whether that's an HR admin service, a payroll service, uh, an accounting service, at its heart is running of an ongoing set of activities, uh, maybe labeled by some cynically, you almost for less. There's a business as usual running, and that's the, the, uh, the basic requirement. And the bells and whistles of improvement innovation and transformation beyond that are extra um, and often uh, seen as optional or have been seen as optional in the past. And I think the challenge is that as a BPO user or buyer, after a few years, the question is, well, what what next? You've, you've, you've outsourced, you've maybe offshored as part of that, you've achieved maybe an initial step, get, step change in benefits where is the incremental value? You have a chunk of activity, um, a chunk of spend that is inert and not moving. And so, you know, that's a, that's a challenge, particularly for BPOs that have perhaps been around for a while, outsourcing deals that have succeeded for one or two generations. And then the question is, well, how do we get more? And that's really where transformation and innovation come in, in terms of uh, a potential solution. And I suppose this this creates an initial set of questions around what do we really mean by these 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 pieces? Perhaps just to set out a basic set of definitions, and we can we can move beyond that. Transformation, really, in a simple sense, is simply a step change in the way of working. So changes to process or technology or the organisation, um, and that's the same for BPO or non-BPO context. That step change where uh, new outcomes, a new operating model perhaps has been uh, targeted. And it's a big deal. It's, it requires an investment and it might look like something small like an automated scanning project or a new portal for suppliers, or it might be a major ERP or let's say an S4 upgrade. It could be a major, major multi-year change. Um, so that's transformation. That's more than and more sustained than a small incremental continuous improvement change. Overlapping with transformation is is innovation, which is more simply it's a, a process of creating value by doing things differently. So it's uh, you might see it as the process of identifying ideas for improvements, filtering them, uh, deploying them, and then running them. So. To transform, you usually need to innovate, and the two often go together, but they are slightly different lenses on a similar set of things. So 
that's the uh, that's the landscape. We've got BPO, which can be a bit unchanging and, and stagnant, and then you've got the promise of transformation and innovation. And uh, very often, the fear is that these things you know don't mix that well, and that's why we're going to chew through our top tips on those barriers to innovation and transformation in BPO and give you our, our take on that. Rakesh, um, yeah. I've been holding the mic, sorry for that. Um, your, your take on the landscape as, as you think about these big uh, chunky topics. Wonderful, wonderful definitions. Yeah, look, I have to say I'm not a big fan of these buzzwords like innovation and transformation yeah. because I think for a lot of organisations, they don't mean much. Um, so I think sometimes if you've got a 20-person outsourcing deal and you're looking to make a cost saving of half a million to a million or what have you, and you're not looking for anything else, actually the innovation and the transformation is not important. Um, and I, th I think these terms get banded about as if they can be achieved through osmosis uh, as part of a outsourcing contract. I think that's just simply not the case. Um, the most important thing, I think, when you're thinking about your outsourcing and whether you're getting enough big T transformation or big I innovation is whether you really set out to achieve it. And you know, do you have a clear vision and a clear roadmap around how you're going to take those steps to set out um, that transformation that you're looking for? Um, because I think a lot of organizations may not start with that in mind, but at the same time, they can be complaining about it a few years down the line when actually they've achieved their cost savings, but they haven't achieved much else. So I think firstly, what's important is to set out a clear vision and roadmap around the why. Why am I outsourcing? You know, if I'm outsourcing just for cost, don't be surprised if you don't get any innovation. If I'm outsourcing for cost plus standardization, plus innovation, plus transformation, are you asking for too much, especially if your cost is a 50, 60% reduction? Hmm. But if, um, if my targets are a bit more reasonable across the pace, then actually I think you can really achieve uh, amazing things partnering with an outsourcer. So uh, I think it starts off for me around setting the right vision the right objectives, the right roadmap to be able to achieve this. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Agree with that. I agree with the uh, the first piece there around uh, the words are not enough, and the buzzwords can be dangerous and uh, you know, mis misleading. I I agree with that. And yeah, start start at the beginning around yeah. the you know the direction of purpose. I think building on that, I think there's a le level beneath the you know, the overarching intent, let's say it's around efficiency or scalability or better service to uh, a vision around what the service can be that the customer needs to have and the supplier needs to have. And ideally, it should be the same, the same vision. So I think, for example, of a, of a P2P process where um, you know, it's been run, it's been outsourced for many years. But what, what does that future process what could it look like? What's the art of the possible? And for the hundred things that you could do to P2P from putting in place next generation supplier portals or chatbots um, or improving the invoice capture to 
workflow uh, at the across the at the end of that that process. There's hundreds of things that can be done, and part of having a clear strategy is having a really clear view of what parts of the end-to-end -end you're going to process. And I think if we think about something like generative AI that's that's coming through and starting to to find its place in the outsourcing landscape, then that's going to fly where it's clear where that technology gets baked into the vision at the end-to-end. -end. You know, how is it going to transform customer contact? How is it going to transform uh, analytical roles, for example? So I think it's a really big one, vision and, and, and roadmap. And, uh, I think it sets, uh, yeah, I think it sets the tone. I think it sets the tone as well, because if, yeah, if you don't have that, it's very difficult to have an investment discussion as well. So again, when you talk about you know that the innovation and transformation that you're looking to achieve, you sometimes need to invest to save, or you need to invest to innovate, or you need yeah. to transform. And if you don't have that vision, that strategy in place, that investment decision can be a lot more difficult because yeah. um, you know you've already banked the savings from what you've done, and then you're looking for further benefit with limited investment. I think yeah. I think it's really key to think up front around what does this really mean for you as a business. How can you be quite pragmatic? around you know what you can achieve and then what are you willing to invest to get there and what does that investment look like um and you know i think that's that's key from um from my perspective yeah. uh, and then there's ways that you can structure those investments i know a recent outsourcing deal where in the contracting phase we got both sides to put money in the pot for innovation um and i thought that's increasingly popular um, so then there's an investment vehicle, which both parties are funding to really innovate. Um, so things like that, I think, really help to move the discussion around innovation along, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I would say that, um, you know, the point you make there about investment, that's probably the defining characteristic of something that's transformation. Without, if it's if it's possible to do it without investment, then it's, it's business as usual. But going above and beyond, yeah, requires that. So I think that's that's fundamental. And I guess the other sort of classic take on how to how to crack the investment challenge in an outsourcing context is is gain share. So the idea that uh, you agree a change, you agree that you're going to re-engineer the uh, HR admin process and put a new um, new self-serve tool in to support that uh, you agree how much it's going to cost to do to do the change and you you agree the benefits that are going to accrue and it gets funded out of those those savings or improved performance uh, that's you know, that's you know, often talked about and can be done successfully as a way of, uh, of financing financing and outsourcing uh, investment so I think that's that's key and I guess the other other thought in terms of the investment wish list is starting with a with a balanced or reasonable set of commercials where the supplier is not struggling to keep up from the start so you obviously want a competitive um, business as usual price but not one where there is no room for yeah, talent and um, experience on the supply side uh, because without that then you know all, all of the focus of the organization, the supplier is going to be on keeping the lights on, 
and there'll be no oxygen left for um, thinking about the future and supporting some of this future look, future facing dialogue. So yeah, I think there's lots that, can, that yeah. needs to go right on that uh, commercial yeah. side. And I think it links to investment really, because ultimately that's an investment, isn't it? That you're not being as aggressive on the contractuals of the deal to allow some room for more innovation and uh, big T transformation. I look, I think for me, that commercial construct matters as well, because if you're able to define exactly what you're looking for, it's much easier than to contract against it. And what you'll find is that it will, it's much more likely to turn into reality. I think um, you know not enough organizations define it and then um, bring that into the the contract and post-contract realization. Uh, Gen AI is a great example. You know, everyone's talking about Gen AI, but how many have actually contracted against it? So they've got it on their outsourcing contracts and have defined exactly how and where they want to use this and what benefit is it going to achieve? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's a, that's a key uh, dividing line, isn't it? In that some transformation innovation is visible when you've got the pen in your hand and you're about to sign a, a contract um, and then for many organizations that are say three four years in and they're looking at uh, uh, expiring or a renewed deal in I don't know, a couple of years time then there's very little thought about tr transformation there's no payback uh, for any uh, transformations that have been put in place so I think the whole point there you raise about the timing of the transformation conversation is key. And you, you're going to get a lot of attention. You're going to get a lot of runway just before just before the deal is put in place. <laughs> so yeah. uh, timing is yeah. important. I think how, timing how about, um, sorry, after you, Kish. Well, I was just going to say, I think the other aspect that's just important for me is also the technology. So yeah. um, timing is important. Technology is important as well. And I think a lot of organizations, I find when they think about innovation and transformation, don't think enough about the technology they already pay for. So, you know, I think a lot of organizations probably leverage a number of systems that can do a lot more than what they're leveraging that system for. You know, I come across examples every day of businesses using Blackline, Trintech, Bazware, OpenText, High Radius, FIS, Get Paid, um, Eska, and others, but not really leveraging the full functionality. So ultimately, what happens is they they do they they deal with a component of that benefit, but they've not truly innovated, not truly transformed because they haven't optimized the use of technology. And sometimes they then bring in a BPO provider that has the same technology cut up in a slightly different way, but is able to generate the benefit from that in a better way that maybe the organization is able to do itself. So, and I see that as a big problem in, in today's environment around technology. It's not necessarily going out and buying the latest and greatest. It's actually understanding the functionality and bringing it to life in your business that really generates the benefit. Um, so I think that's an important aspect not to forget about is the technology and the tooling aspect yeah that's a, it's a really great question uh, the way you put it there sort of how you bring technology to life and i think you know we've been talking about 
the vision and the roadmap. You need that. You need the right commercials. Um, you you need the right technology, and you may already have that in house. Um, it may also be that you need the right partner. Um, so not not every partner, not every outsourcer has deep mm. transformational track record uh, or skills, or may not have it in the the, the technology that uh, you're looking to to um, to push forward. So you know that could be on a small scale, you're bringing in another a partner or or advisor like Prosvana, or it could be a more dramatic change that says, look, you know, we are going to be dramatically digitizing our procurement function in the next three years. We need to be working with an organization that is uh, heavily invested in our core technology, our core platforms. We need to do that. So I think uh, there's, a, there's a capability question about the, the provider and a question about bringing in support to that. I think there's also a the sort of the, the buy side, the client side capability question that says, uh, if if the buy side doesn't have sufficient capability, it itself is the is the problem. And you know, we we work with organisations where one of the big challenges, the buy side organisations, the big challenges is the sheer weight of commitment or the sheer weight of uh, demand to transform different parts of the business. So rolling out major ERP changes, new new CRM new platforms uh, left and right and there's almost paralysis uh, on the client side that means that uh, even with all these supplier capabilities in place they they cannot engage quickly uh, with the supplier in a transformation discussion or an innovation discussion it simply gets deprioritized um, and uh, you know that that's another challenge the, the client has to have mm the expertise and the bandwidth to push this forward because it can't be outsourced. It has to be, has to be in the room, has to authorize, has to co-design uh, all of these areas to, to, to make change happen, I would say. Yeah, I fully agree. I think, I think the people element is, is a really challenging area to get right because I think you know, the people skills you need to innovate and to transform, you can't just rely, as you say, on your outsourcing partner and finding those skills is not so easy either in the current marketplace is a real war on talent. Finding people that really understand technology, I think, is difficult enough. And then finding people that understand the technology and understand process together, so you've got the right solution based on your context, then adding the business understanding, that's where I think it, a lot of businesses really struggle. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think there really, really is a talent shortage when it comes to people that are able to bring together the paradigm of process, technology, and business context together to be able to really help innovate and transform. And yeah, I think, yeah, you know, yeah, without yeah. that, um, you know, you, you're then reliant on, on maybe third parties uh, or you're trying to do the best um, that you can do with lots of different stakeholders in different areas. What I find is actually those people with that relevant skill set end up getting dragged along, you know, 20 different projects um, because yeah, they yeah. have that capability that actually is in short supply. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I suppose if we step back from the conversation, we've been talking here a lot about the barriers for innovation in a, in a BPO context. I'm net net. I'm a, I'm a believer, obviously, and I, I, I see the capabilities that 
partners do bring to the table. And I do see, when I look at the, the leaders in this field, I do see them predicting change in the, the roles that they're planning to play, that they're investing uh, more and more in data analytics, AI capabilities. They're investing more and more in their core systems transformation capabilities. So they see the future in being successful in in these spaces that we see. And you know, already, if we take take areas yeah. like um, visualization or process mining, uh, you know, many of these BPOs are the world leaders in deploying these technologies at scale. So there is there are barriers to outsourcing. Uh, sorry, to innovation in an outsourcing context, but there's also bonuses and benefits, I'd say. So, uh, yeah, um, I would say there's definitely bonuses and benefits. The challenge for every buyer, though, is bringing it to life on their account. Yeah, yeah, I think we hear, exactly. we hear too often that we know they have this capability, but we've just not seen it on our, on our, on our processes in our particular area. Um, and I think, again, that comes back to you know, running a good RFP process, contracting the right way and having the right relationship um, because something goes wrong in a lot of accounts which actually don't get the value of the analytic skills. They don't get the value of, you know, Gen AI. They don't get the value of the customer contact um, algorithms and technologies, um, the workflow tools, the, the inbuilt RPA platforms that are more use case driven. Uh, you know, all of these um, extra benefits um, are not necessarily always coming to life. So I think that's the challenge for a lot of buyers as well today is, okay, we know the capability exists. We've seen it. Um, we've seen yeah. demos of it. We know it's used on different accounts. But for some reason, you know, we need it's not being used on our account and we need to do something to bring it to life. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way to, to summarize the, the, the challenge and... I guess we've touched on a number of different themes there in in this in this uh, topic here around. I guess we started on lack of vision and the need for a roadmap. We talked about investments and the, the commercial challenges. We talked about skills and capabilities. We talked about um, technology and uh, the fact that it's not the it doesn't happen by by itself. And then. I guess lastly, though, Rakesh, you're talking about bringing it to life, the chemistry of the whole situation, and making uh, making it happen in the in the day to day of a of an outsourcing contact. So I think there's a there's a lot to to get right, um, and uh, you know we'll talk in future podcasts. I think we want to drill into the specifics of AI and how that is changing transformation and innovation and the value and the potential for BPO um, in our next podcast so we'll be able to uh, peel the onion uh, on that particular topic uh, a little bit further so i think uh, with time against us we'll draw the session to a close thank you rakesh as ever for your your comments and your your insights there and uh, thanks to our listeners again um, uh, as ever please do help yourself to our uh, events and insights on the press of Artner website and we look forward to seeing you next time many thanks Many thanks, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening.